The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Eat Sleep List, a show that's not about eating, it's not about sleeping, it's all about making those sweet, sweet top 10 lists. My name is Matt Johnson, your host, and we are on the we're in the back half of season two. We're almost done here. I think we got about five or six episodes left, um, so we want to finish off strong. Today, I'm joined by these. Uh, oh, this is your fourth time too. That is. I have three people at four time as four time co hosts. Can um, I try and guess the other ones? I'm sure it's you, you'll figure it out. But yeah, go for it. Go and, for it. Andrew Lentz. Yep. Chris Chavez. That's it. It's like you listen to the show or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is the voice of uh, one of my buds, uh, Mr. Brian Finch. He uh, he helps me out on the Two Point Conversation football podcast. Um, he also has two of his own shows, uh, Crafting and Drafting, which is uh, his first season is coming to a uh, – oh, oh, come on, next Friday. It came to an end last week. And uh, Processing the Process, if you're interested in college football and analytics, him and uh, our good friend Ryan Holt-Bailey – uh, host that show but brian it's been a hot minute uh three months three almost four months since you've been on the, the christmas episode right with me right so uh time flies man time flies what's new with you uh i am selling my house so if anybody needs stuff i'm sure i can <laughs> reach out to me i'm sure i got something i can give away or whatever okay we're, we're literally just like you get to a point after owning like this is my second house so you accumulated so many things and you just know like all right i'm gonna look at this let's just say um this glass right do i want to move that glass <laughs> no no i don't so it's either i find someone that wants this or it's going in the trash and the last two garbage days i feel really bad for our garbage men because we're just like everything's going get out of here i'm not moving you you're not worth moving you uh, you throw out any washers and dryers? They're staying with the house. <laughs> okay, it's one of the few things that we can leave the next people that's actually like worth money. Okay, <laughs> all right, just checking. I'm always in the market for one. I actually don't own one, so and I hate oh, I'm driving. Sorry. I hate driving my parents' house to do laundry, but it is it's an, it's a reason to see them. Never do the laundromat, huh? No, I feel uh, what's the phrasing for it? I feel like it's below me. <laughs> okay. But that might be the privilege speaking. I don't know. Um. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of a, a fun, unique. Um, when I had my first apartment, around the corner from us was a laundromat, so it was pretty easy to get to. So what we would do is I had two roommates, and we would all do it on the same day, and That's then we smart. and we would go buy beer and go to the laundromat <laughs> and go hang out. Go hang out. I. We have one, but the sign is upside down, so I don't trust that place. I'm trying to right now my in my brain. I'm trying to flip a laundromat upside down and like and read it and read it backwards. It would, yeah. yeah, it's it's literally backwards. So I'm like, I don't think I want to go. I mean, I think they might leave it at this point because it's it's so iconic that it is upside down. But yeah, I no. <laughs> Can you take a picture and send it to me one of these I, days? I will. I'll, I'll, when I drive home, I'll uh, I'll, I'll do it for him. <laughs> it's a very nice. It's a very nice sign. But yeah, just just upside down. Laundry. Tam Tamra Blur. Tamra Tamra. 
<laughs> I can't oh. do it. No, let's not hurt it's, our brains. It's too late in the night. It is. It is. We, we got some business to take care of. I actually didn't realize this until uh, it, until you chose this episode that uh, this is we haven't done a video game list yet for Eat Sleep List. I haven't done one at all. Shame, so, shame. Shame, I know. Well, my original idea, like, I try to keep a nice, happy balance, right? Mm-hmm. Life, travel, pop culture every now and then. Um, so I really haven't had an opportunity to do a video game one. So you actually came up with a really, really cool concept uh, that we're going to talk about today. Why don't you tell the uh, listeners, I mean, they're clicking on the episode, they know what it is, but why did you choose it? What, what does this topic mean to you? Well, I chose arcade games, and we already talked about it before we clicked on record. Um, it's very nostalgic. Arcades don't really exist like they did when we were kids. Yeah, you got your Dave and Buster's, and it's not the same. Soon enough, we'll have even Chuck E. Cheese is making a comeback. Yeah. Um, you know, you might have your mom and pop place. There is a really cool place where I don't know what town it is, but you can go and you pay a certain amount of money, and then you literally can just go around and play every game. I literally, yeah. I, on our episode last week, I talked about with Andrew. If I ever won the lottery, that I would open like a business like yeah. that up. Pay, like, what, 15 bucks a day? Mm-hmm. Go have a day playing arcade games. Yeah, and just crush all your favorite yeah. old-school arcade games. Yeah. And because I'm old, um, and <laughs> my childhood was, yes, we had console games, right? Born in 84, so therefore Nintendo predates me by literally just one year right uh console games have always existed but there's something different about going to the arcade putting your quarter up to hold your spot or just you know going around and finding your favorite one and literally pumping in quarters just just to try and beat it it's it's different when it's actual money going into a machine and and you got other people watching you sometimes and just i don't know there's just this kind of a competitive thing about it like when oh, you got I mean, you like you wanted to like tell like you get, go to school on monday and like do it i went to the arcade what are you playing dude i was playing some moral combat yeah, oh ten. how far did you make yeah. oh dude i made it to you know what i mean Shang Shang jing or whatever <laughs> i for, I always forget the bad guys name. Shang Shang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's like a badge of honor kind of thing it was and that's the, that's i think a lost art of a lot of old video games is that like now when you beat stuff, everyone's like, oh, you unlock this. You unlock this. No, like back in the day when arcade games, if the badge of honor was getting on the top 10 scoreboard. Sure. Or being number one. The badge of honor was just beating the game in yep. itself. That was a reward in itself being like, yeah, I did it. Mm-hmm. You know, nowadays, it, beating game, everybody beats video games. It's it's really not that difficult. But but there was, you are right. There was a competitive aspect about it back then. Yeah. That, you know, uh, and consoles were still in a very primitive time period, but the, uh, something that I'm going to bring up th- a couple times during my list is that uh, no matter what games, you know, what got ported to home consoles, at that time they never, ever, uh, they didn't look as good as they did in the arcades. Yeah. They just didn't. Trust me, I have quite a few stories. <laughs> um, like quite a few stories about that, which we'll talk about. So And arcades... Um for a while, because you had the competing platforms, there was a game like, you know, I, hopefully no one's as spoiled. Well, maybe you are, and you're lucky, so good for you. But you didn't own every console. Like, I owned a Super Nintendo. I did not own a Sega Genesis. Right. You know? Yeah, you could one or the other. My friends had a Sega Genesis. But so when I went to an arcade, 
guess what I wasn't playing? Any games I own on Super Nintendo. I don't have a reason to play. I have it at home or, you know what I mean? Right. Having a way of playing it at home. Instead, I would gravitate to all the Sega games. Or, even better, the Dreamcast games. Oh, yeah. Once Dreamcast became a thing, and there's a specific game on my list that I always targeted and always went to play because I didn't own a Dreamcast, nor did I know anyone that owned a Dreamcast, and I would smash the hell out of that game. You just remind me of another one. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if it's it's I know going to be in my top ten. It's a little tweaking here and there. That's it's it honestly what happens with every single episode. I think that's the fun part of this. Are we gonna have to do an honorable mention segment? I'm okay with doing honorable mentions. Okay, we'll do that at the end. It, it leaves some. Ooh, what are they gonna pick after they pick? Their, they say they're number one. All right. So uh, it definitely leaves some mystery to that. So let's uh. Let's get this thing underway. I'm ready to make a list. You ready to make a list? Oh, I'm ready. Mr. Brian Finch, what is your number 10 favorite game that you played in the arcade? A reoccurring theme that will happen when doing this list is fighting games, just in general. I like the 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 layout with the, the joystick and the six buttons or yep. whatever. You know what I mean? People actually, like, they sell those because people like the arcade. The yeah. People legit... They'll go to game tournaments at people's like PlayStation threes and fours. They'll they'll pull up a, a, a an arcade stick thing so they can play it just like that. Yeah. So my first game that I need to talk about is a game that I don't even know many people remember this one. It's not a big one. Killer Instinct. Do you remember this yes, one? Yes, I do. That's with the uh, right with the animals, the uh, the dinosaurs, and no, 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 that wasn't that. Uh, that's Primal Rage. Yep. I know what you're talking about, though. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So that was a game that. Uh, did not exist for Super Nintendo. It was definitely a game that I go to arcade. It's probably I don't hang on it forever, but I, you know, one of the first few games I I play, and it's just a button masher and just trying to figure out all the combos. Or if you played it enough, there's a couple games that I played enough that you actually remember the combinations of the six buttons yeah. and up, down, and left, right, and B A B select select. No, that's contra. <laughs> That's oh, that's a good one. I feel I've definitely played that quite a few times, and like that one came out came out at a tough time too. I'm sure that some of these other games are gonna make our list, but you know the the big two with fighting games back when that came out, MK mm-hmm. Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, and to st- to kind of stand out like that, and the fact that you remember it is a huge testament to that game. But um, but those you know, like I said, MK and Street Fighter were the be all end all. If you can come out and find your niche in this in this kind of market, yeah, uh, that was a good one. So I've definitely dropped quite a few quarters into that one. Um, where you know, let's add this little little thing to it. Where did you play arcade? Did you have a local arcade when you were growing up? Right. Uh, there are two places that stand out to me. Uh, the first first would be McKinley Mall in Orchard Park. Do they still have it? I don't know if they still have it. I I've mean, never been to the McKinley, McKinley Mall. The McKinley Mall is barely even a mall anymore, mm-hmm. I think. You know, I haven't been out there in years. But, yeah, it was a big arcade. Right. And it's exactly like you picture it, like dark, nothing but black lights and neon lights and stuff like that and just a oh, whole bunch of teenagers that are way taller than you, but you're in an arcade, so they don't mess <laughs> with you. You know what I mean? It was a safe space for kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even even the old... You may get roughed up in school, whatever, by the bigger kids. When you're in the arcade, everyone's on the same level. Everyone's cool. So that was fun to do. And then the other one was my local putt-putt, which was, oh, man, I already forgot what it was. It closed six years ago. Ah. J&C Family Fun Center. Okay. Which is on, was on Transit Road in Elma. 
So you got to go all past Clinton. Oh yeah, like yeah. You're 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 basically you're heading out towards Orchard Park, turning into like Southwestern. Okay, going out that way. And yeah, I mean, it wasn't big like the arcade in the mall, but I mean, they had plenty of everything you want to play. All plenty the big ones, all right. the big hitters, which is important. Which is important. Yeah. And they had like you know the go karts and batting cages and everything that goes uh, with it. Grand Island Fun Center had. Like that too. I don't know if you have ever been there. They had the putt putt. I think they they might have go karts. They had a batting cage, but they also have an indoor arcade too. Not Grand Island. What's the off the two ninety? Great Adventure? No. Adventure Landing? No. Adventure Landing? Is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah that sounds it. familiar. That sounds it. Like yeah. okay. Me and the wife went there one time. Okay. And I it's definitely, date night. I definitely, oh yeah, and I definitely remember like going real quick through the arcades and just. <laughs> Oh, what's this? Oh, what's what that? Boy, <laughs> That's so cool. That's a great one to kick this one off, my friend. Uh, I'm going old school with this one. It's probably one of the earliest arcade ones, but the reason why it sticks out so much to me is that uh, it was at a local movie theater that that felt that it was just part of the vibe. I it, forgot about movie theaters. Movie yeah. theaters do have some. Yep. Uh, there's a couple that we're going to talk about. Uh, this first one I played at the Four Seasons Cinema, which is something I've talked about on the show a few times with the closed down businesses and, and, and all that stuff. But a couple of the list episodes I did with our good friend Andrew Lenz. Um, at the Four Seasons Cinema, which was the cheap show around here, but it, it had like the, the way the lighting was. They had pictures on the wall of old Hollywood stuff. It was a, it was a throwback to a, be- a better time, maybe. Um, but they had an Asteroids game. Asteroids is going to be my number 10. Nice. And I don't... I don't love the Asteroids game. Like it's, it definitely wouldn't be in like my top 10, 50, 100 games. But where the, just the feel, the aura of it, I think being where it was, you know, here I am going to see, oh, God, the Hobbit Desolation of Smog, and, oh, we have 20 minutes to wait, and the Asteroids machine is free. I'm going to go pop in a couple quarters and play. And... You know, I played it on like a computer because, right? I mean, Asteroids is one of those really easy ones to to get like uh, you know to get like an emulator for mm-hmm. those older games sure. are. Uh, I was blown away when I played it on the arcade because of how much better it looked. There was like, there was like depth to it. Sure, right? When you play it on a computer, it's like, it's like it's like flat. The lights aren't as like you know. It's really it's really hard to describe. When I played it in the arcade. You know, the lights from, like, the blasts or the asteroids. Like, it was bright. Like, I felt like there were, like, I don't even know how to describe it. But it was really, really cool. Really, really sensational. To, to kind of get a grasp of what it was like. Because, um, again, I said this before, you know, before we went on air, I didn't get to appreciate the arcade era like a lot of people did. So, especially something vintage like that. So, right. I'm going to go asteroids because, uh, I mean, the game plan was simplistic. I love the high scores. But also just where it was for me. You know, it was something to look forward to. Okay. Yeah. yeah like I said, we got some time away for a show. I'm going to go play Asteroids for a little bit. Let's, yeah. let's call it a day. Um, a little glimpse into my personal life. For the last 17 years, I've worked for an arcade manufacturer called ICE. I'm still wearing my work shirt. <laughs> and they build arcade games. Yeah. And one of the things I got to do last summer, two summers ago, man, time is flying. Yeah. All right. It'll be two years this summer. Um, I got to go out to Chicago and I had to go drop off a game and I had to go to one of our software developers and drop off our prototype game that they were going to use to create the next game. So when I got there, there was a giant asteroids game 
it was like on a projection screen, but not a projection screen. Mm. The guys at work told me, the guys in R&D told me what it was, and I can't remember what it, they called it. But, uh, dude, things like 60 inches by like 80 inches, like ginormous. That's heavenly. Play. Yeah. What we have at ICE is we have the Cetapee gate. So it's a 70-inch monitor, and you play Centipede. I don't know. If it's like like Asteroids. It would have been something for, like, Atari. Right, right. Yeah. So I, anything old school, man, I, I'm with you. I just, like, it wasn't my era necessarily, but, like, no. it's there's something the about it. it's not the best games of all time. It's not. But it, there, it's the vintage aspect of it, and it's like a time capsule in a sense. When you say 80s, though, I mean, a lot of people bring up Asteroids. Yeah. For sure. Late 70s, I think, yeah, late 70s, yeah. 80s. It was like yeah. 77, 78, around that time period. I remember uh, Mad TV did a, a retro segment where they did like a video game awards. And they're yeah. like, oh, the best, uh, the the, uh, the nominees for best video game, video games, best graphics award are Asteroids. And I think they did one other one. And Asteroids just kept winning. And it was just, it was just, you know, you know how Asteroids graphics are. It's not <laughs> anything too complicated. But it was just funny that the way they, they, they went about that. But Just a couple of globs and blocks on screen. Yeah. <laughs> Best graphics award goes to Asteroids. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Um, but, yeah, that's my number nine. Or ten. Ten, excuse me. Number nine for me is a game that you said on the last one for me, Primal Rage. Ah, okay. Yeah. So okay. Primal Rage is the game where you're, like, dinosaurs and The whatnot, giant gorilla thing. Must, yeah. And I always liked that. Like the lead up to, like, you actually getting to go fight the other monster. They're, like, haphazardly picking up villagers and just eating well, them yeah, and stuff. Well, yeah, you can eat them for health, right? That was the thing. Yeah. I think you could eat them for health. I always just, like, loved watching the. Even just, like, before starting to play the game, you just watch, like, the, the attraction screen, and it's just they're just picking up villagers <laughs> and just popping them in their mouths. It's so cool. I actually have a Primal Rage action figure. I have the kind of Triceratops-looking thing that had the big ball spike on, the, on his tail, and, yeah. Oh no, kidding! Let, I'll take a picture of it later. Yeah, please do, man. I I love seeing that stuff. Cause when I grew up, I mean, there wasn't like video game toys weren't like prominent. So now that I get my old, I see all these old video game toys, and I'm yeah. like, whoa, it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> August of '94 that came out. Um, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I'm old. Yeah. Yep. Let's see the tr- spiky. Uh, was it? It wasn't Armadon. Um, I'm trying to find. He's like orange and and tan and it might have been Armadon Tristegosaurus. <laughs> Armadon, he's the god of life. He lived peacefully beneath the earth's crust until a meteor struck Earth and spelled a U. Um, weird. <laughs> yeah, there's like seven characters to it too. That's yeah. that's fun. I did. Yeah, I I I know I had that one on the Sega. I know I had that one on the Sega at some point. That's uh, that's a classic. Yep. Just another classic, just, you know, Mortal Kombat, side, side-scrolling side fighting game. 2D fighter. Yep. 2D fighter. Yep. Uh, it was like a badge of honor. Like, you beat, you know, you you beat somebody with one of these things, and, you know, yeah, it, there's, a, there's like, oh, yeah, I, I beat you with this with this T-Rex. Yeah. I always hated playing against someone I didn't know. <laughs> I always get my ass whooped. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll just have a nice friendly game, and they just stomp you out. Yep. It's like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not so good. Not so good. Um, I love that for number nine. I love that for number nine. That would definitely be in my honorable mentions. 
Uh, my number nine, I played this one in Disney World. We were staying at Pop Century, and all the Disney World resorts have arcades to them, which is really cool. It's not anything elaborate, not like I was used to, you know, I've been used to at home uh, with like Aladdin's Castle or some of the other places that I've, you know, had the fortunate experience to uh, to play arcade games at. But um, I did play it there. I remember the first time it was like, because it, it costs so much to play this game. All right, it's Star Wars Episode One Racer. Okay. You know the N they came out with it for the N sixty four. It was on the Game Boy. They just re released it for a lot of the si- for PS four and, and Switch and all this. But um, it was a dollar fifty to play this game, and you actually sit in like a racing pod, mm-hmm. and they have the things. And here I'm all big Star Wars fanboy. Like I, I'm I'm going to Magic Kingdom the next day. I'm going to go to the Star Wars place. Uh, they have the little Star Tours ride, and I'm like, oh yeah. You, I, the first time I played it, I wasted it because I didn't know how to use it. Right, <laughs> I was just crashing into the wall, and the time ran out. But, um, but I played it. One, I'm like, Dad, can I get another dollar fifty? I yeah. think I got it this time, and I did it. And it was so. I mean, it was so much better than just playing it on a, with a controller. Sure. It's the first person viewpoint, and you're actually like living this thing. You yeah. know, shifting it to turn left and right, and I, I was just mind blown by the level of detail that went into this thing you know there's a lot of uh, there's you know there's very simple arcade cabinets and there's there's ones like that mm-hmm. you know i who know i don't i'm not going to jump ahead or say any other names because they might be on some of our list but some of those ones where you can ride vehicles yeah. are unique and very very like okay yeah i'll, I'll you, like you always played one if you go to an arcade you're always going to play at least w- that one time absolutely at least one time so yep. Uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer. I think I went to it in two. Yeah, it was, was it two thousand, two thousand or two thousand two, one of those years that I went, and uh, oh, I used to, used to be hard. Like I'm in Disney World, and the last thing I, you know, I just want to stay in the arcade all day. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so that is my number nine. It is a excellent game. I do remember seeing that in arcades. I was like, this is one of those games that you you know. It, the experience of being in it is is different than just sitting on a flat screen and just moving just, your joystick around. Right. Like, uh, you know, I played the re-release. So I was excited for, for the updated graphic and stuff. And I'm like, this is cool, but right. it's not the same. Right. You know? Yeah. If, if you actually get to, like, I wish they had ways to, to, to do that from home. And I'm sure that you could probably go and pay, like, ten grand or whatever for an old Star Wars Episode One racer arcade oh machine i can't imagine how much you, it costs but i mean there are auctions yeah you, you can look into it we i were just talking about this at work today the there would if i could find one for a good price we would have one up here <laughs> i i would guarantee it i would guarantee it i don't know how i'd get it up the stairs but I'd, i'll find a way <laughs> rent a crane yeah <laughs> put it in through the window S- spend six hundred dollars <laughs> on the game spend six grand renting a crane <laughs> I, I swear to god i would do it <laughs> I love it. I would love to have an arcade machine up here, but, um, but yeah. So happily, that is my number nine episode. Star Wars Episode One Racer. So number eight, let's go old school, and this isn't an arcade game that I played. Like as in, I wasn't in an arcade when I played this game. My local Pizza Hut in East Aurora had one arcade game. You played the game while steering. Directly down at the floor. I know you're going. Oh, yeah. Miss Pac-Man. Yep. Sorry, Mr. (laughs) Pac-Man, but you were nothing compared to Miss Pac-Man. 
Miss Pac-Man owned you. And every time we went there, when when whenever I would finish my book, right? And you take and you take and go. Yep. Yeah. And I I read my book and they give me my own single serve deep dish pizza. In between, I'm just jamming Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. And Pac-Man can be played all over sort. Like you've already said, like the emulators, you can find it online. There's all sorts of like remakes for, and updated ones. Yeah, yeah. For like, I'm guaranteed like um. Not for Nintendo, maybe, but like you could buy like for Sony, you could buy like the old school arcade game disc. And yeah, guarantee Miss Pac-Man's yeah, on there. Namco, I think the Namco Arcade Classics. Yep. I know they had it for the PS One, but yeah. So I yeah. played, I played Miss Pac-Man on so many different, you know, things. But, but the top down, like looking over it and moving the joystick, yeah, it may me. even been, was it a trackball? Oh man, oh, trackball games are so much. Trackball games are so much fun. It was probably a joystick, but either way, you know, it's it's a one-of-a-kind arcade game in the fact of just the way it looked, the way you played it. You you weren't sitting in a chair. You weren't, you know, it staring at a screen right in front of you. You had, like, like you looked down, looked down on it. It was so weird. Was it was it single-player? Was it Because I've seen ones that were, like, the four-way, where you can have four people going at once. I've seen those before. I think that was... I think it was two-player, but not, like, at the same time. Okay. Like, there's a set of joysticks yeah. on this side and one on the other side. Okay. That's to- that, I mean, that's yeah. cool regardless. That Pizza Hut, uh, fun fact, well before Pizza Hut got yanked out of New York State, Missed they it. got yanked out of East Aurora many years ago, and now it's an insurance pl- uh, place. Oh. <laughs> They still have the Pac-Man game? <laughs> I don't know, but it's still the shape of a Pizza Hut, and that's hysterical. <laughs> It, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you, you know what I mean. Like, what do you do with that building when you buy it? Like, you, you can't change it. No, it's stuck as a Pizza Hut for the rest. It probably for, still I mean, smells like Pizza Hut pizza in there. There's no way you're hopefully getting that, that stuff smell out. doesn't leave. That yeah. grease is baked into the floor and the walls. Yeah, and the roof, the plumbing, all the electrical. The Every time you flip on the lights, mm. oh, the water tastes like greasy pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I flush the toilet, it smells like never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah you you can't beat a classic like that like that's the, the again the, those are the the time capsule thing, but the the thing about like I mean it goes for both Pac Man and Ms Pac Man. Did you ever play like the home ports of some of those? No, I'm sure I did. Did you play the home port of the original like Pac Man? I'm thinking like I can picture me using like a keyboard where like the oh. up and down arrows and the Atari version of regular pac-man was horrendous oh with the it wasn't the controls okay there's a legit story about it It led to the video game crash of 83 oh because people played the arcade version of those games like wow this is so cool you know the graphics look great and they got it um you get the home port version Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. on the box they never they didn't use the 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 home consoles graphics use the arcade game graphics. Oh no! It's a blue background, and Pac-Man's like Pac-Man moves like his mouth doesn't move. Like the detail is so bad. I invite you to go look it up. It's it's actually very very horrendous. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, that's uh, the video games. <laughs> we owned an Atari, but before that, our grandparents and this is before I was born gave us a Texas a Texas Instruments. Game console. Oh yeah, I forgot that was a thing. I, I barely remember it, but I just know that there was like a cat and mouse game that was like super hard to beat. Everybody had video game consoles yeah. back then. And shout out Andrew Lenz. Um, 
please show me where I can play the E.T. game and how I can actually beat it. <laughs> That's very early I might now. have it on that. Oh, no, I don't have it on there. It's, well, yeah, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he'll find it for he, you. He called me out one time on Facebook. He's like, you never beat that? <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. I was like, four. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I know a special way. I'm like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> oh, the E.T. game is something. Uh, all right, my number eight. I loved shooter games. Yeah. Going into uh, an arcade. Hair my lip. Um, love going into an arcade and going to find, you know, the games with the guns because I was obviously never allowed to have a gun as a six-year-old. Um, oh, weird. <laughs> you weren't? <laughs> Why? Everyone, weird. everyone born in Morrill, New York gets a gun. <laughs> That's not true. No. Uh, so I was uh, like, I'm like, oh, wow, these things are cool. And then I mean, obviously they're a lot more detailed now, right? You get like some of the Terminator games. But yeah. uh, for me back in the day... It was House of the Dead, and how is more specifically House of the Dead Two, um, was the game I played. He had the, I think they did like the blue, they had like a blue and reddish, like pink gun, uh, that, that, that differentiated between player one and player sure. two. But I loved it. Oh, you know, I, I got to, you know, I didn't do play too much light gun games when it came to, you know, when I had an NES. I think we borrowed it from somebody one time so we could play Duck Hunt. Um, but the fact that like you can shoot at a at a screen and it it reacts like like it should blew my mind yeah. back in the day. And me, I love zombie like properties. And the fact that you get to shoot at these zombies and stuff and um that was that was just really cool for me. I got really really excited cuz uh, I have a version of it on the Wii. Okay. They have it's the arcade perfect version and all you got to do is point the Wii remote and click it, you know, like you're like you have the light gun uh back in the day at the arcades, but yeah, it was that was like revolutionary at right. the time, and it's it's there's gonna be a couple times where I mentioned this. Oh, it might be a couple times I mentioned this, but man, you're playing that arcade game in the early 2000s, late 90s, so and you're, you're playing it, and like man, graphics will never get better than this. <laughs> <laughs> this is peak. This is peak video game performance right here, right now, and man. and they were always presented them on big screens, right? They were always big screens that you were checking them out on, and um, just. The, the speakers are bigger and louder and it, it you I it's remember that immerses you in the experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Probably better than just about any game. Even the even the racing games that I'm sure are on these lists that, you know, you try and feel like you're racing a car. It's different. When you're in that dark arcade and you and you and that's one of those ones where like people are waiting. You know what I mean? You know that you have an hour to kill until mom's coming to pick you back up mm-hmm. from doing her shopping at Sears or whatever. So you're like, well, I have to play this game. And I know there's three people in line already. If I go and play, I could come back and now there's four or five people in line. Not worth it. No. I'm going to sit and sit wait. Sit and wait. Yep. yep. Put the I think, quarters in the slot. I think the one I remember playing first was Time Crisis. Yeah, that's that's another one, very yeah. popular one. There was that one. Um, our Regal Cinema used to have one. It might have been that. We had like the shield, like you can step down on the on the, yeah. on the pedal, and like you'd have a shield that comes up. Was that Time Crisis that had that? It might have been. I heard mm. a couple. Of, did Time Crisis have those like um, they like had like real video, like real people? <laughs> I think jump so. in, and it, <laughs> I think <laughs> like they have like people like actually acting out, and they just cut they just cut them and put them in these very video game like backgrounds. Yep, so good, <laughs> so good. I met. The, the best, the, the best, the cheesiness, you know, the, doesn't lose its luster. No, I, I think 
you know, the more hokey, the more con- corny at the time, like that's even better. It just holds up better. It does. Yeah. It does. Uh, number seven. Seven. Yep. Okay. So this is the the first one that I made a change. I bumped one from seven all the way out, and we'll make it an honorable mention later on. Here's the first Dreamcast game. Tekken. Tekken, Tekken, Tekken changed. Was that Dreamcast? Yeah, it, it was, wasn't it? That, yeah. That game, I didn't own it in any systems. It was, to, in my mind, it was an arcade game. Okay. That's how you played it. You didn't, you didn't play it on a console. And, and button mashing to the extreme, bro. Pissing everybody off because he doesn't know what he's doing. Hell yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm kicking your ass, though. Yeah. You're just slamming just away. Beating the piss oh, out of those yeah. buttons. And just combo after combo. And once you figure one out, you don't stop. You're just like doing the same combo over and over <laughs> and over. Tekken was so fun. And Tekken was great. It was like the first game of like it didn't seem cheesy or out of place. It seemed real in a way. Right. You know, MK and Street Fighter had their gimmick. And granted, like, Tekken wasn't like the most normal as far as like characters and stuff going. Sure. But it was compared to those two very natural fighting games. yes um and i've played tekken a few times uh, on, on the arcades i actually played uh tekken tag tournament which is my favorite tekken game of all okay. time the original one uh i played it on the arcade and then when i went and found it for uh for ps2 i was like whoa i gotta have this <laughs> and it's really i mean obviously the arcade version has everybody unlocked right from the get-go sure but ps2 you gotta kind of work for it but mm. Uh, you know, Tekken's, Tekken's such a good one. Tekken's such a good one. That's one, it, you know, when I think of the, you know, top three fighting game franchises, it's Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, and then Tekken. Yeah. Tekken's the next one for me. A lot so. of people, a lot of people will always put Tekken first. Yeah. There's like Tekken truth, truth, truthers out there. For sure. Yeah. And I completely understand why, uh, you know, some of the characters haven't been as memorable than, than some of the, you know, ones for the other games, but I think from a play style, it's 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 pretty it's pretty fantastic. I mean, the movies speak for themselves, right? There's no Tekken movie. There's about to be a third Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, yeah. There's only one Street Fighter movie. <laughs> 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 I think for good reason. Uh, oh boy. Although yeah. although Jean Claude did deliver one of the greatest speeches of all time. He can did. I, can I say it real quick? Yeah, it's, it's real quick. I don't know about you, but. Next morning, I'm going to get on that boat, and I'm going to go upriver, and I'm going to kick Bison's ass so hard that the next Bison wannabe feels it. <laughs> can, I, can I read off my favorite quote? How do you not follow Jean-Claude in the battle after saying that? I love Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> I love him. Um, <laughs> here we go. This is this is my favorite line for that. I know it has nothing, nothing to do with it, but um, for you... Bison Gracer Village was the most important day in your life, but for me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> That's after she spills <laughs> spills her her heart and soul, saying, you came and killed my whole family. And he's like, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> he was dying of, of cancer then. He was. Yeah. Very incredible actor, too. Yeah. I, I, miss, I miss him. Um. If you don't know what we're talking about, you are missing out. Yeah, go watch the Street go Fighter it. movie it can't be today. That, it can't be that hard to find. Uh, it probably should be hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's at least on YouTube. You'll at least find it on YouTube. 
All right. My number seven, I played this game for the first time uh, when I was living in Rochester. Went to uh, me and my girlfriend at the time. Uh, we were like, okay, we got a day off from school, nothing going on. Let's go to the Rochester Museum of Play, and uh, which is only like 15 minutes from our apartment. Uh, upstairs, they had a history of video games exhibit. All right, and they had a, they did the full arcade setup, lights down, um, cool atmosphere, and I found this thing. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing! It's a star. It's the old Star Wars arcade game with the vector graphics. Okay, you ever play this? I can picture it. So you're saying you're you're in the X wing? You're it, yes, it's a flight simulator, right? And you're doing the Death Star run, right? I think it came out in like I want to say seventy nine or eighty, but. The vector graphics were, like, revolutionary at that time. It was one of the most realistic video game experiences you could have. Uh, but you're actually, yeah, you're actually piloting through the Death Star run. You got to defeat, so you got to stay alive for, for so much time, defeat all these TIE fighters, this and that. So, so, so cool. So, me, you know, here it is. This is 2012 that I, I went and seen this thing. Like, just, I'm still blown away by it. Um and I had just bought an Atari from Game Craze, or yeah, I think it was Game Craze up there. And uh, I was like, "Oh, look at they're selling the Star Wars game. The Star Wars they legit call it the Star Wars arcade game." Bought it, bro. It was dog crap. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! It was bad visually. I mean, playability was pretty bad too, because I mean, it's the, just the joystick. When you're actually playing the Atari game, you're actually sitting there. And you got the controls, but. Uh, the graphics were were terrible. There was no depth to it, and I understand. Like again, I understand why the video game market crashed in '83 because of games like that. Uh, but the sitting down in the arcade version, like I said, I invite all of you to look it up. If you've never seen it before, go look it up. It's it's very much ahead of its time. When you put it into perspective, the era that it came out in, it's very very much ahead of its time. So, uh, Star Wars arcade, yeah, Star Wars arcade game. Uh, with if if that doesn't clear it up with the vector graphics, uh, right. th that makes it, it made that it was very very lifelike to play it. That was very high on some of the lists because I had to make sure that I got like the exact names and titles right, right for all the games. That, yeah, because yeah, there's so many. You you know you type in one franchise or you want to say one franchise, but you got to be specific to like what game exactly. So I use a list, and that game was very high on the list that I found. I think it was like fourth. I think it was like fourth out of yeah, like fifty. Yeah, it's 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 one of those. It's definitely one of those top ones that you know doesn't get talked about enough. So well, you know me, I'm a sucker for Star Wars. Yes, you are. So am I. So am I, man. All right, number six. Number six. Number six. Super boring. It's Mortal Kombat. The I, first I, one. I had to put it in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, it's Mortal Kombat. It's not. It, in in hindsight, the graphics aren't great, right? And the playing of it was fun for what it was at the time, but I don't know. It's I I relate that more to a Sega game than an arcade game. But I do remember right. playing it in the arcade. In the arcades, right? No, I I'm pretty much the same way. I I, I did play a few of them, and and one of them do. I could probably put all four on this list, but I didn't want to be boring. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll just universally tie them, uh, where I have the one game. That's what I was thinking about doing. I, I, think, like I think all Mortal Kombat. I'm, I, that's probably what I'm going to do. But, uh, but yeah, and then you, but you look though, and how like the, the the audio, 
the the visuals, the graphics again for the arcade were, you know, heads and head and shoulders above what it was for the consoles. I had the Raspberry Pi emulator out here, sure. and I've gotten to play the original MK uh, from the Nintendo, where they had no blood, no fatalities, All right. and the music and just video vi- visuals were just crap. Yeah. Um, Sega Genesis version, you had to put in the blood code, this and that. Yeah, but but again, it just it just did not look good. Now they they've ported a couple arcade perfect releases. You know, PS3 has the uh, uh, it's like an MK arcade trilogy or something you can mm-hmm. download. I have it on my PS3, and it's exactly the way I remember it being from back in the arcade. Yeah, and it's you know, I think the name is bigger than like that's. I, was, I even thought about not even putting it on the list because like the name Mortal Kombat. Because of how weight parents like reacted to it. Oh, they freaked out. Yeah, and and <laughs> and the way the government reacted to it, like people, these kids can't be playing this stuff. Like, meanwhile, it's like, yeah, but you ever watch the news, bro? <laughs> <laughs> it's way worse, right? Yeah. I, I'll I I'll tell this I'll tell the little story, but when uh when I get to mine, but I will never forget the first time my dad let me play a Mortal Kombat game in the arcade. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'll I'll, I'll yeah. did you pull off a fatality in front of him? No, I uh. kind of went the other way around, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll I'll explore that more when the, I get to mine. The iconic sounds, I think, is the thing that always stands out to me from Mortal Kombat. That you know? the unique player attacks, like yeah. that. That's always a that's always a big thing where. Street, I mean, yeah, did Street Fighter have that? Yes, don't get me wrong. But something about the way that MK did it was just bigger. It just felt bigger yeah. and better, especially with the, the the technology that they used to make those games. Yeah. I like the guy popping on the corner. Toasty! <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a beer. <laughs> oh, wait, you already gave me one. Uh, <laughs> if you worry. <laughs> uh, that's a great one. That's great. Yeah, like I said, that'll make a, on my list. That'll make an appearance on my list. My number six is one that I played, and there's going to be another, hey, I bought it, and it stunk when I bought it, personally, uh, story for this. Original Donkey Kong. Mm. You know, you get the very first appearance of Mario, who's known as Jumpman. Uh, I played this one at Dave & Buster's. Dave & Buster's has a little, like, vintage arcade section where they got, like, Galaga and, and all this stuff. But Donkey Kong is there. Um, I first played Donkey Kong on a computer. It was okay. a web, It was a website. That uh, we used to find a way to break into for school. Um, you get past all the little firewalls and all that stuff, and just go play Donkey Kong. But the thing was, it only had like one or two levels. The arcade version of Donkey Kong, very very expansive. Yeah, yeah. And the coloring's much better, too. Uh, on, on the arcade, that, that's a that's one thing that ha- me, you know means a bunch to me is that when the coloring pops, when you play it on a computer, when you play it at you know home, uh, when we played on the Atari. Again, the Atari only had game only had two levels to it too which sure. made me mad but the, the visuals weren't just they didn't stand out to me i was like uh eh. <laughs> the arcade version you know the the, the pinks are pink yeah and they're, and they're bright you know the the, the flaming barrels and, and all that stuff it's it's bright it pops with the black background there it, it there's there's some kind of like level of depth to it mm-hmm. so and it's 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 such an easy game but there's like a fun little story to it and and you know i I don't know if I've ever done an ep- you know, talked about this much in a podcast form, but I get the high score thing. Like that's something that's an aspect of arcades that I miss so very much. And you know, Donkey Kong was was one of those games where there was a high score to it. Yeah, and, and just all sorts of different challenges. So, so that's my uh, that's my numero six. I am making a Jurassic Park game right now. Are you? Yep. It is for home purchases. 
It is expensive, as expected, uh, but it has the highest score tracker. And I did have a moment today while I was watching other people playing it, and I was like, "Man, like you don't still you don't get that, you know? It's it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. There's a, like I'm at work, like my new job now, and I feel like if I don't produce like the same amount of stuff that I did the day before, that I failed. It's like high scoring." To me, there you and go. That, like I said, video games do not have that anymore. No. That's that's the big challenge. That's 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 gone. So, number five. Number five. Yeah. The one and only racing game will appear right now. Cruising USA. Beautiful. Cruising USA. Um, while it wasn't a full car that you climbed into, it was a seat. You had the gear shift. You had the pedals. You had the steering wheel. So it felt very much like a car. Um, the other ones I toyed with at the same spot, cause I just knew I wanted to put one of the racing games in. I didn't have a name for this game, but any of the motocross like racing games, yeah, yeah those were always fun to hop on. Cause you actually had to like move them back and like side to side, side, to side, and side. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, cruising USA, I was always terrible at it, but I didn't care. It was just so fun to just, you know, go over all the jumps and stuff like that. And it was just one of those ab- above, you know, just playing at home experiences. It was, yeah. you look forward to it. It's one of right. those games when if your parents handed you $5 or whatever for the arcade, you knew you're like, all right, that costs a dollar. I got to save four quarters. Right. Uh, Have to do it. Yeah. But yeah, because you're, you're not going to get that type of experience playing at home. That, that, that That's, I mean, that's kind of what pod, why Pod Racer was on my list. Right. Because, yeah, I'm not going to be able to sit in a Pod Racer at my house. I'd love to, <laughs> but uh, I'm not. We're working on it. We're working on it. We're trying. <laughs> But um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. You, you honestly can't beat those. I mean, the, the 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 driving games evolved over time too, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. You said this is the only racing one on your list. That's the only one that was showing up on my list. So I know the ones where you know you could eventually change to where you can like shift. That was a cool thing for sure, me. You sure. could push the turbo button. Um, yeah, I think Cruising USA had a turbo I think, button. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, the, they developed. That's one of the biggest ones of all time. But there's there's been a lot of growth in it since then. That's that's been really like, it's been cool. Especially when they do the interconnected. They have the interconnected ones too, where yeah. you, could, you could, oh, let's get four people and let's all yeah. just, just race. So, yeah, that's a that's a good one. I yeah, I'm at, oh man, I want to go to an arcade now so bad. <laughs> this is just not helping my my need to go to an arcade. <laughs> um, all right, my number five. I've only seen this play this arcade game in one place and uh there used to be a place in niagara falls called the whistle pig and it was hot dogs hamburgers at the place they had like a little uh a kid-sized amusement park in the back but uh inside the patio area patio-esque area it was like a covered area so if you wanted to eat out there but it was raining um they had an arcade game and this game has never to my understanding it's never ever been ported to home consoles Ooh. It is the Simpsons arcade game. It's a fun one. Uh, I, I mean, I, I didn't watch the Simpsons thoroughly when I was a kid. You know, some of the adult themes my parents wouldn't let me watch. Understandably so. But uh, I knew of the characters, right? I go to the drive-in, and there's Bart and a Butterfinger BB's commercial. Yep. There's They were just everywhere. The Simpsons were everywhere. Like, the mid-'90s were the height, like absolute height of their popularity. Everybody loved the Simpsons. They were very much ahead of their time. And to go play an arcade game where 
you know, everybody's uh, like Marge is beating you with the vacuum, you know, beating yep. up these characters with the vacuum and, and all this stuff. And, you know, I played some very, very bad Simpsons games in my lifetime. Very bad. Yeah. This is one of the best. And I'm honestly shocked that they never, ever try to port this to a home. All console. the Bartmans. Yes. Oh, all the, the Bartmans, Bartmans are terrible. Oh, they're so bad. Uh, Simpsons wrestling and, uh, you know, there's a lot of doozies. This is honestly like peak Simpsons video gaming. And like I said, it, it's honestly a shame that they've never, ever tried to, to put it to home console. In a way, I'm glad they didn't, right? Right, because I think we it would lose it might lose its luster. To yeah. be honest with you, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, so is this this is now a theme that will pop up a couple of times. Actually, as far as I can tell, yep. Okay, the rest of my list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, four sets of joysticks, four sets of buttons, all lined up next to each other, all color coordinated, yep. all set for the specific characters yes. or whatever. So yeah, Marge had the vacuum cleaner. Homer had the bowling ball. Bart used his skateboard, and Lisa had the sex. And that's right. Yeah, it's on my list. I will not say where it is yet, but yes, we might have a couple that bump into the beat 'em ups. Are as much as I love Tekken or Mortal Kombat or whatever, the beat 'em ups were my go to. Yeah, they Be- they would swallow my quarters like all day. I'm like, I that I was like keep going. peak me. Like that was like you know you're talking like 1990. I'm six years old. Going to an arcade game, what are the biggest things? Simpsons has been out for two years. Uh, Teenage Mutant Tur- Turtles is out in theaters right now. Yeah. They're crushing it. You know what I mean? All these other games, uh, the resurgence of comic books, like all these things are happening and just creating this whole new wave. And it's meeting up with the, all the software developers and everything, and they're putting out just amazing arcade games. Uh, yeah. It, it That's like, to me, that... The, that era of video games uh, for like a lot of popular media, media like comic book stuff, it, it, it'll never be better. No, you know, there's a lot of people who like a lot of games who did side scrolling beat 'em ups that shouldn't have, but like superhero games, as much as I love them, that that was that was the best era for yep. them. They uh, were with them side scrolling beat 'em ups, and yep. and and they did it. I think th- thought they did a very good job with it for the Simpsons. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. a, a game that you would never expect to. You know, be a side-scrolling beat up. They found a way to make it, make it very memorable. I love that that made it onto your list. <laughs> uh, number four is a game that kind of was so iconic in a way, and uh, you were drinking a beer that was kind of an homage of it earlier. Oh, I think I know where you're going. NBA Jam. NBA uh, Jam, he's on fire. <laughs> and Fuego, I mean, the game was so popular and made its way into Sports Center. You know, Dan Patrick created a catchphrase off of it. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it, and it was set up just like this, where you know, it it was four sets of joysticks, four sets of buttons, and you would play you and your buddy against two random people, and let's go, man, and and you just the it wasn't button mashing, it was. It was a little bit, but at the same time, it was like working teamwork, you know what I mean? Sharing the ball and stuff like that, setting each other up, yeah. going for the big jams and stuff like that. That's the biggest issue I have with a lot of sports games, that they lost that that fun feel to it. Everything's so complicated now, yeah, right? Everything's so in-depth. I miss simple arcade games like that, you know? Uh, I've played some modern basketball games over the last couple of years, and they're horrible. And I'm just like, where's the fun factor to all this? Like, yeah. where... Like where did you guys? Where did you go wrong? Where you moved away from a style like and like I get it. People want realism, you know. They got their two K and all that stuff. But NBA Jam was like such 
That was the best. Yeah. That was one of the absolute best basketball games I've ever played. You didn't want to play anything else. Right. You know, and I grew up not liking, like, I didn't like sports games when I grew up, but I would go out of my way to go play NBA Jam. Yeah. And uh, it's one of the only games now that I will still throw on randomly on my retro unit that I own. Right. And now I've got two <laughs> um, cartridges because I happened to find one when I was going through. Like I said, I'm selling my house. I'm going through stuff. So now I have two NBA Jams. So if you have a Super Nintendo um, and you and you don't have NBA Jam, uh, hit me up. And I'll sell it to you for yeah. $60. Yes. <laughs> it's a bargain. Trust me. <laughs> That's it. No, that's a great one, bud. Or I'm going to bring it into the studio. We'll leave it here. We can leave it. Yeah, they can yeah. do that, too. I do <laughs> I do have another Raspberry Pi. There's actually uh, my one friend set me up with a modern version from like two years ago. Mm-hmm. So like LeBron's in it, Steph Curry. Oh, yeah. So we'll have to play that next time. Yeah, I downloaded it. I think for either, it was either PS3 I did a demo or maybe it was on my PS4 I did a demo. A lot of fun. Yeah. So it's it's the same game. It's just, Nothing's changed. Nothing at all. The only thing that's changed is uh, I don't think you can enter in a cheat code and play as Bill Clinton. No. Bill or Hillary. No, <laughs> that I think that's the, out of the window. That was the best. So random. Bill Clinton <laughs> versus aliens. I think <laughs> that if you enter it in these two codes, you one team could be Bill Clinton, the other team could be like gray aliens. <laughs> it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. I, lo- I miss 90s video game ingenuity. Yep. Um. Oh, boy. All right. My number four. Kind of tough because I, I realized I, I missed one. I didn't put it on my list. So whichever one goes here uh, or doesn't go here will be on my honorable mentions. I'm going to go. All right. I was a big, big, big uh, wrestling fan back in the day. Here we go. All right. Is this on your list? No. It is. Okay. Uh, I played this one first time in Disney World, and then I eventually found it at a couple arcades around here. It is WWF WrestleFest. Uh, it had like eight or nine of the the. You know, this this literally is just continuing on with the NBA Jam conversation. Wrestling games nowadays are so unnecessarily complicated, so unnecessarily complicated. This game uh, was simplistic. The car the characters big, uh, jacked, cartoony, over the yeah. top, and there was just so much fun. Yeah, you know, uh, I think. Let's see. Thinking back to this game, Hulk Hogan was in it. Sergeant Slaughter, Demolition, um, oh, Ted DiBiase, uh, maybe the Road, maybe Legion of Doom. Maybe uh, I'm not entirely certain about that one, but uh, that was cool because again, for me, you know, when I finally played that game, wrestling wasn't at like its peak of popularity. It was like 2004, 2005 when I went, and it was just. You know, wrestling wasn't like what it was in the 90s or the 80s. Not even close. So to see that game still out there, you know, and to play it, and nobody was on it. I walked right in the arcade, and I just jetted right to it as soon as I seen it. And I had it, and it was just, you know, button mashing. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I have It's kind of busted, but I do have it on the Raspberry Pi. Uh, it doesn't. The controls don't work properly, so I have to figure that out. But it's really cool to play. Yeah. Really cool to play. I love old wrestling. I love old wrestling games. They're just... Again, they were just better back then. There was there's several genre um, generations of wrestling that stand out above anything else, and those early '90s characters that you you said over are, the top. So like I I would say they're top tier, and then you know the the Stone Cold Steve Austin you know Rock days like those are like not a close second, but. That's when I got back into it. There was a arcade game for that era. 
They yeah. Did, uh, it was based off a Dreamcast game. I think they had a WWF Royal Rumble because I played it at uh, I think it was the old GCC Theater by the Summit Park Mall. Okay. They had it. it was it was like a from like the 1999 or 2000, but they had it. It was a modern era wrestling game and it had that arcade style fun to it. Um, with with obviously much updated graphics, but but you are right. Those are the two. Those are the those are the golden eras. Yeah, those are the best times to have been a wrestling fan, in my opinion. Because um, everybody everybody talks about those. People who don't watch haven't watched, watched wrestling in twenty years talk about those eras. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because they probably played the games in arcades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely did. Where are we at? Number three. This would be number three. Okay. I didn't look up a specific video game title. X-Men. I don't remember which one it was. I tried finding it. Like, I, I did look for it, but I couldn't find it. Okay, Matt's on it right now. It's on my uh, It's on my list. I just got to double check who produced it. So it would be, um, you would have had. I think it was, I think Konami made it. Wolverine, Nightcrawler. Um, Un- yeah, Uncanny X-Men. Uncanny X-Men. Is that all it was called? Yep, the Uncanny X-Men came out uh, in 1992. That sounds right. Yeah, Cyclops, Wolverine in his old, he had the brown and yellow. Yes, yes. Colossus, Nightcrawler, uh, Storm, and Dazzler. I think Dazzler. Yeah, I think this is the only appearance of Dazzler. Who is it? Just terrible. Yeah, I probably never played as him. <laughs> her. It's a her. Okay. Her voice is like, her like power, Like, well, she's like a singer in the X-Men lore. I, f- I don't even know what the heck her, her power what, is. What, is she like Banshee? Uh, sort of. Let's see. I guess she, she, she Kind of a mutant with the ability to convert sound vibrations into light and energy beams. Oh. So that's kind of what she did. This okay. is her only video game appearance. She didn't last very long as an X-Men character. But, um, yeah. Yeah, she made it into this game. Yeah, it's a beat-em-up. Yeah. It's it's a beat 'em up. It's just like the Simpsons, but you know, it's exact same setup of the the different color joysticks and buttons laid out next to each other and you would just pick your character and get your buddy and you're like, let's go kick some serious ass and <laughs> dude, like I was so huge in the Marvel early nineties. Like I was not cartoons, how could you not be? Yeah. I collected the comic books, the action figures, watched the cartoons. We wanted a movie, but thank God they didn't do it because it probably would have been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Back probably would have been terrible. Probably. But, yeah. So when it finally came out in arcades, it's like, oh, all right, sweet. Like, this is it. And then it almost made up for the fact that, like, the earlier X-Men releases for, like, Super Nintendo, or not regular Nintendo. Were bad. Were bad. Wolverine's, like, it had a Wolverine's Rage or something like that. Adamanti- some Some kind of... I know that one. They had a couple other generic X Men ones that were just terrible. Yeah, this was a game changer. It was the uh, yeah the one I remember for Nintendo was like an over top view, um, and you yeah. just like watch somebody around, like, like follow like, you. Yeah. yeah, I did the. I think it was Wolverine and like Cyclops followed or something. He didn't like do anything. I'm just like, what is the point of this? Yeah, not good. But no. this iconic. This is definitely one of those consoles that I wish I could find. And like purchase for home, yeah. Because I I would play it nonstop. No, for sure. Um, actually, this is my number three as well. So I might as well just jump in on this cut pro- properly. Jump in on this conversation. Um, yeah. I mean, it had the, those core characters, right? The core characters that I think everybody kind of they just really uh, appreciated. I mean, Cyclops big time at this you know point. Wolverine big time. Colossus, Nightcrawler, and Storm all mm-hmm. big time characters. Yeah. All popular anchor characters. Um, I played this one for the first time at, 
I think it might have been that Grand Island Fun Center or, or Adventure something. I don't know what the hell. But um, they actually, I don't know if you knew this, like 10 years ago, 10, 11 years, no, 10, 9 years ago, they actually had a this on iOS. Like you could play it on your iPhone. I didn't it's, know that. It got discontinued, unfortunately. Um, they delisted it as of 2013, but, oh, man. Wait, did you have this on your app list? I think I did. Okay. I think I did, I actually. That. I think I did. So, um, but, yeah, so I, I, I had it on. I, yeah, I definitely did, actually. So, um, and that was cool because you could do, like, the unlimited lives and, and all this stuff. But, uh, you know, seeing some of these X-Men villains, right? Pyro, Blob, Wendigo, Nimrod, the White Queen, Emma Frost, Juggernaut, Mystique, and then obviously Magneto. Yeah. Uh, it's just, that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. I like the fact that in the arcade you can get six people. Yeah. I think that was a big self. Was it a six-player console? Uh, I've seen. I, I've seen the six. There's been a couple different. It versions. probably was. It probably was. They did have. They did have a sixer, and they also had a four, and then they said some, there were some two-player versions, but six was the one because I remember just going to town. I, my, my, I'm with my dad, my cousin, and my uncle, and we're just all like, let's go play the X Men one, and we all four of us just hopped out Amazing. and started playing, and standing there, butt mashing, fighting Sentinels and all these villains. He never wanted to be the first one to die because right. nobody was going to reach in their pocket for quarters in the middle of a battle to help you out. So um, <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, that was really something special. Dad, I died. You're on your own, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got to beat this boss. I guess you're out. <laughs> but yeah, you could, you know, if you wanted to change characters, you had to go over and put coins in that slot and and, and be that character. But right, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was definitely one of the most popular. I would, I would imagine if we could find numbers on it, just amount of units purchased it would have to be one of the best selling uh, let's see i would imagine um as of august 15 1992 is the third most successful table arcade unit and seventh most successful upright car arcade unit of the year see so um so you got to think about that 92 is when arcade started to come down a little bit a little bit a little bit not as bad but the the, the best days were definitely behind them yeah um yeah, I'm trying to find other stuff, other information. But I know it was very, it was very, very, very well received. It still is to this day. If it, I would drop everything. If I was walking past one somewhere, I would drop everything to just go play it. Right. I would. What is, where do I put my credit yeah. card? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing. Where can I Where can I swipe my Apple Pay on it? <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, give it, take all my money. <laughs> take it all. So... Yeah, that is our number three. That's pretty cool that it lined up like that. But yeah, had to. I'm glad you acknowledged it as well. Oh, I had to. Uh, so number two was the one that you already said. This is where Simpsons beat him up. Shows up for me. Okay. So that's just literally all it's called. It's just it's called The Simpsons. Yeah. And it's a beat em up, and yeah, tons of fun to play. This one I remember playing more at a bowling alley at Victory Lanes in East Aurora, which. Isn't called Victory, but it is still a bowling alley, and I remember playing it a bunch. Always is Bart. I was I was the lame kid like that. I I thought Bart was the coolest. A lot of people because he was so relatable. Like he wasn't even like the main. He became the main character eventually. Like the, I think because of this around this time that the game came out, he became like one of the focal points of the Simpsons. Right. It was it was like the first three years of Simpsons was definitely Bart centric. Mm-hmm. And then they figured out between ep- like seasons four through like ten, like oh, it's really 
Bart and Homer yes. centric. Yes. So if the episode's not f- following Bart, it's got to be following Homer because they're the funniest and, you know, <laughs> one of my favorite episodes of Simpsons. I don't get too, re- too derailed from this, but uh, when they f- when Lisa thinks she's becoming dumb because of the the Simpsons gene or whatever, that they yeah. keep getting dumber <laughs> and whatever, it's only hereditary to the men. So, like, the women come in and they're, like, doctors and lawyers and all this stuff. Like, oh, they're all successful. And then the guys are out in the front yard with pots in their heads <laughs> running straight into <laughs> each other. <laughs> and every every time I ever think of any sort of Simpsons and, like, how dumb it can be or over the top it is, that's an episode that pops up. I'm like, yep, they're willing to be that dumb and that over the top. <laughs> Yeah, I I do. I know people have come down on The Simpsons a lot in recent. Uh, As you should probably, right? I mean, we're talking about thirty three years. Thirty three, right? It's hard to maintain being on top like that. Twenty three years, twenty three years. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Simpsons. It's everlasting. Oh no, I think it's been about thirty. Eighty nine. It came out. It was the first uh, drop of it. Am so I that bad at math? You might be. I'm that bad at math. You are that bad at math. <laughs> I think I think late eighty yeah late eighties I think there was the, the the pilot episode where they they look really creepy and that grungy. those are weird yes very weird yes but very eighties uh no, cool 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 all That's right number two my number two I this is where I'm putting Mortal Kombat okay uh and and like I said I decided to just kind of put everything in because how much that 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 game you know that that franchise is kind of meant to me um it's weird like uh. I think the because I wasn't allowed to play it when I was younger is mm-hmm. why I love it as much as I do now. Sure, and I mean I do have a special connection uh, to the movie at least. I, I'm, I'm sure if I've talked about this before, people are annoyed. But uh, my great uncle was the fighting court coordinator for the first MK movie, the original one. So that's been another thing that's kind of driven me towards Mortal Kombat. Like it's got that's like special. Like okay, cool. My uncle has a part of this legacy, um, this MK legacy. I, I you know. After that movie came out, you go and you walk in the arcade, and my dad's like, here, you can play anything you want. And, of course, I'm going to run up to the most violent thing <laughs> with one of the best attract modes in, Mortal, in any of the Mortal Kombat games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, no, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go play bubble hockey. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool, too. Hey, but, thanks um, for supporting my company. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I, we need a bubble hockey machine up here. Um, All right. Don't put pressure on me. <laughs> But uh, yeah, M- MK, you can't beat any of them. Like I said, we talked about when Brian listed them. Uh, you know, the, the digitized actors were like ahead of its time. It looked cool, and the violence. That I mean, that's what changed. I think it, it changed a lot of things. We didn't get the you know, we got the ESRB, the the rating video game rating system because of Mortal Kombat and how violent it was. But that's what separated it from everybody else. And then all of a sudden, um. Primal Rage was trying to be super violent, right? Yeah. He comes out, he tried to be super violent. Everybody tried to bring super violence and blood and all this stuff to these video game consoles and uh, to, to the to arcade machines and all that, but MK just stood out to me. I love the characters. I love the effort that they made. But, uh, yeah, when my dad finally let me play it, uh, MK4, it was in the arcade. I was like, oh, yes, this is my time. Time to shine. I get my... I get beat up i I go to sub-zero because what kid doesn't love sub-zero with all the ninja characters and i got wrecked in the first round and mk4 is a game that is not loved by many but i have a i have i i really enjoy it i have a ps1 disc version of it still um but yeah i got whooped up and then you know the characters fallen and 
because uh, at the end, if you die, the character falls and they wait for you to put quarters in. Right. And uh, I'm like, Dad, 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 please give me some quarters. Give me some quarters. He goes, No, that's uh, enough for that one. You kind of got your butt whooped. I'm like, Okay. And then I just watching my character fall, and then he lands on the spikes. Yep. All the blood. He goes, Oh, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Okay, but you could tell like he's he didn't really care, but he knew that if I said something to my mom, he's supposed to say. Yeah, yeah. He, he was being a dad. He was yep. being in the, in the proper way. Yep. Um. So. Uh, so yeah, so that's a uh, so that's that's a fun one for me. But yeah, MK games can't go wrong with them. The first four I thought were really really special. I love the two D atmosphere of the original ones, and uh, but MK two is my favorite. MK two is my favorite. I for me a lot of the times too, it's not just the games played, but it's the it's the cabinet designs. Oh yeah, sure. That go a long way. And MK had some really cool ones. Uh, you know, I think they had one with like Raiden and like a bunch of lightning. Like the first, they just all looked really cool. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, MK, uh, the entire series is my is my number two. Number one, dun, dun, dun. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Oh, the best! The best beat 'em up ever is the best. Also, side scroller ever because you know Nintendo. So many things were side scrollers, and there was there's other. Turtle games that were just like it. There's the, the original Turtles arcade game, which is great, and they did put that on NES, and then they did Turtles in Manhattan or Take Manhattan or something like that, and that one was good too. And actually, me and my, um, my six year old love playing that one at oh, home. Good, good, good. Yeah, trainer right. Oh, dude, she's huge in the retro games. We um we got her a Sega Genesis, one of the retro minis for Christmas, and she Sonic. She's a huge Sonic head. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. yet the Turtles, man. It it was the perfect of just I was the right age. It was super popular. What's not to love about them? They're they're in the pizza, they're in the skateboarding, the the karate. They're you teenagers. Know, they're, they're teenagers. They're cool and gross at the same time. And all this <laughs> stuff that like you you know, parents are supposed to be like, Oh, don't do that. But my parents never said that stuff to me. Like outside of like Mortal Kombat, which obviously is over the top, but there really wasn't any moment where it was like steering me away from anything. Like if I was into like Batman, and Batman gets kind of dark, and you know, it like, does. Cool, you know, I'm super into the turtles. Go for it, you know. <laughs> so this this is yes, the best beat 'em up ever. Couldn't even tell you how many quarters I spent on it because I would sit there for a lot of times. If I found that first, if it just happened to be closer to the front i didn't move right that's where i was yeah i would plant myself this hey mom i'm gonna be over here for like the <laughs> next three hours i see you <laughs> this is the one that i subbed out for WrestleFest, even though it, like it definitely belongs in my top 10 and i kind of wish i a little thought a little bit harder about it but um it, it's i mean yeah it's 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 the turtles yeah I mean, uh, they were just a, such a fixture of pop culture in the 90s and you know they still find relevancy every now and then but Nothing beats that early '90s time period. Mm-hmm. Turtles was everything, yep. everything. And, you know, the, the cartoon was great, and and again, you had the four-player cabinet. Yeah, where you hop on. Let's go take. Let's go do this together, and uh, that was that was really something special. So I'm glad you brought that one up. That's you can pick one up from Walmart today. You can. It's like what they get the three or four hundred ones or mm-hmm. dollar ones or something yeah. like that. 
I, okay. I get scared of the, the mini ones, the arcade stand-ups or whatever, because I feel like I'm too rough on the buttons and they'll break. And I would agree, but you got a guy that's in the industry, so if you wanted to ever make that spurge. Okay. Yeah. We'll see when my... Uh, when my in all honesty, I was talking to one of our guys that runs our um, customer service today for like 20 minutes, and he, he made a th- uh, 3D printed his own joystick setup, it's, and it's USB. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he... he He's got emulators and all that stuff, so he he was he was tired of using keyboards or other people's ones, so he created his own. That's smart. Yeah. Well, uh, eighty bucks. That's not bad. Yeah. I think uh, maybe when my new stimulus check drops, uh, here we go. We'll get a we'll get an arcade. Come on, Biden. (laughs) Hook us up. Apparently, you got approved, so we'll uh, maybe by next week I'll have it. About time, Um, old man. (laughs) Seriously. Uh, All right, number one for myself. It is, in my opinion. I know I said there's great there's greater franchises like the big three great you know fighting game franchises are MK Street Fighter Tekken but to me this is the greatest fighting game of all time Ready dun, dun, dun. Play this one at Regal Cinemas waiting for the movie theaters uh this is Marvel versus Capcom oh. number 2 as a Marvel freak <sighs> in the 90s how could you not love this game I should have taken off Cruise in USA and put this on. Damn it. I know, right? That's why we do these lists, though. I mean, we, you, you kind of re- recall how much you love these things. This was, it, this to this day, is the best fighting game roster of all time. I know Ar- Mortal Kombat Armageddon had everybody. I didn't like everybody um, in, in the Mortal Kombat series. You like the big characters, it's cool. But these characters. This roster, unbelievable. Yeah, man. And everybody was unique. Everybody had their own abilities. You know, again, with the MK Armageddon and having the entire MK or Mortal Kombat universe, all the characters up to that point. Yeah, they hear their special moves. They didn't have their fatalities. They had to find them. Every single character in Marvel vs. Capcom received special treatment, special moves, and their own special attacks. Let me read off this roster and bring up some good, good, good memories, all right? For Marvel, Blackheart, Cable, Captain America, Colossus, Cyclops, Doctor Doom, Gambit, Hulk, Iceman, which was a weird one, but, like, it's still, like, really, really cool to me. Yeah. The fact that, I mean, I like Iceman a lot, but for him to, like, be a character, in, especially in the late 90s when he wasn't, like, super popular, it meant a lot to me. Right. Iron Man, Juggernaut, Magneto, Marrow, Omega Red, Psylocke, Rogue, Sabretooth, Sentinel, which was like a cheat code, basically. Uh, At least uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 he was. He was just a cheat code. Shumagorath, Silver Samurai, Spider-Man, Spiral, Storm, Thanos, Venom, War Machine, Wolverine. On the Capcom side. Uh, I didn't know a whole lot of the Capcom characters, but if you played Street Fighter, you yeah. knew you knew the pretty much a bulk. Akuma, Amingo, uh, Anacharis, BB Hood, Cami White, Captain Commando, Charlie Nash, Chun Li, Dan Hibiki, Dalsim, Felicia, Guile, Hayato, Kanzaki. This one really excited me too. Uh, Jill Valentine from Resident Evil. 3D games at that point. They two dimensional her. She her special move was like uh, she said like. One of her attacks, she'd send like a, the zombie dogs at you. They just, no, oh, they had uh, um, 
Oh, it was, good, it was really I was going to cool. say, is she allowed to have a gun? <laughs> she was. They, I think they let her have. I think they let her have it in the game. Okay. Uh, she, I think her maybe a rocket launcher at least. Uh, Jin Satomi, Ken Masters, M. Bison, Mega Man, Morrigan, uh, Roll, Ruby Heart, Ryu, Sakura, Servbot, Sun Sun, Strider, Hyri, Ryu, Hyru, Jesus, uh, Tron Bone, and Zangief. I did not hear Guile. Sega? I said a, I think Sega? I said a guy. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's after Felicia. Hayuken, <laughs> dude. Hayuken. Oh man. I was a Super Nintendo kid. Yeah. We had Street Fighter. You're right. That we didn't we didn't know what Mortal Kombat was. We right. didn't we didn't have the blood and gore. We we just had super annoying attacks from the Street Fighter characters, which it's the same thing over and over again. And then taking it to the arcade, bringing it in the Marvel characters, you mind blown. Right, Blown. like who would have thought? Like you're gonna get Ryu fighting like Thanos. Like that's right. like, it's cool. It's like a matchup you don't expect, but like you never like really think about. It, but then when it happens, like wow, this is actually pretty sweet. Omega Red, that was a unique one. Yeah, his special attack. He had the whip. He had the he, we just whipped the crap out. Yeah, of him yeah. I have a, I have an action figure of him. Oh man, I used to have the old ten inch, uh, the deluxe action figures. Yeah, and he yep. and and he had his little tentacle things hanging mm-hmm. out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a unique one. Oh man. Uh, yeah, I, I I had to put Marvel's Capcom too. They re-released it on the PS3 in like 2010. I remember that. Uh, I on my old PSN profile, I had it. Okay. But they there was like a big PlayStation Network hack. Oh no! So I had to reset it, and when I reset it, Marvel's Capcom 2 was not on the PlayStation no. Network anymore. It used to also be on the iOS. I did talk about that that on the app list too. Do you know who hacked them? I don't. That's the 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 famous hacking group that uses the um, V for Vendetta face. Oh, really? Yeah. What are they called? It's not anonymous, is it? Yes, it is. Yep. They and hacked them. Really? Do you know why they did it? No, I don't. They originally were linked to them to run their uh, security, and they went with somebody else. Oh. So they sh- they proved to them. That they should have gone with them. Was that? I had no idea. <laughs> I, I, that's crazy. Those guys are kind of a-holes. A little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. A little fun, though. They just do stuff to just to do it. Oh, but, man, that's a bummer to have that something like that, and you know that you could just go play it, and then... It's gone. Gone. It had all the characters unlocked. The iOS version, you actually had to unlock characters. Remember the first cruise I went on? Every time the wife made me mad, I'd go hide in this little spot on the cruise ship, and like... It was in the middle of summer, and it was like 11 o'clock at night, and I'd just go sit, and I'd play Marvel's Capcom 2 and unlock characters. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, they took that away, too. And, you know, like, I downloaded it after it, uh, you know, I downloaded it after, uh, or whatever. You downloaded it before it got shut down, but because they didn't update it, it would freeze. It would close all the time. It's like, damn it. But um, I've seen PlayStation 2 versions of this game. Go for like five hundred dollars. Wow! Really? I want Marvel vs. Capcom two. I want. I, I would, if I could afford it, I would pay a buttload of money for an arcade cabinet to this. I wonder if we can find. I'm on it. All right, but um, but all right, everybody, that is a wrap. Brian, man, thank you so much for coming through, and uh, and being our first video game list, man. I love that we got to talk about arcade games. We don't get you and I don't get to talk about video games very often. No, but it's po- the conversation has popped up every now and then, but. Um, never have like a, a full, and we did pretty good on time too. I got to give Brian credit on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've uh, we never got to sit down and talk video games. So this is really cool, an important moment I think in a lot of people's lives. Nice nostalgia that came with this. So going on Amazon, 
$830. Oh, my God. I'm never going to sniff this game. I'm never going to see it again. <sighs> it was so There's an X-Men vs. Street Fighter 4-foot on Amazon for 565 <laughs> <laughs> I'm not helping, am I? <laughs> You're making me sadder. Because I know they did the Marvel superheroes. Uh, they did the Marvel superheroes, the mini, the mini ones. The, the mini arcade things. Yeah, oh, God. that's not popping up first. Can you, can you make one at ICE or do you guys do special uh, special requests? Um, well, it's it's weird because we are people are dying for like money <laughs> overall. Yeah. Yeah. So like u- unique opportunities are happening right now where people are selling off their licenses for cheaper amounts. Right. So like that's why we were able to get like Centipede, and that's why we we're able to get like Jurassic Park now. So maybe, yeah. I mean, when times are tough, man, people sell off the licensing for super cheap, a lot, a lot less than what it used to. Oh be. man, I hope I, I hope Marvel's Capcom Two comes back. I do. The last one was crap. We did have a first-person shooter of our own. Oh, you did? Yeah, it was one of the first games I built um, 17 years ago. Um, it's called Action Hero, and it was a comic book themed. Um, First-person shooter. Really? Yeah, and you would work through different stages. He's kind of like an Indiana Jones-like character. Oh, that's pretty cool. But, like, the, the cut scenes were all storyboard, like in a comic book. Right. Yeah, it was pretty unique. That's really cool. Yeah. We never we never talked about your job this much either. It's uh, it's because I don't like talking about my job. I understand. <laughs> uh, I, I get that completely. But, uh, Brian, plug your stuff, plug your shows, and uh, where can people listen to you at? Yeah, well, I'm a proud member of the network, as so many other great shows are. Uh, you can find me on the Tuesday episodes of Two Point Conversation with Matt and Ryan. And then Ryan and I are, are still doing Processing the Process every week. Um, we'd like to stick to one day, but schedules are tough right now, and we're going to be bouncing around. So the next episode that you can download will be appearing on Friday. It'll come out the same day. As this one, or at least one of the lists. Right. It'll come out on the same day. As it'll be next. Well, yeah, for, for us live and in living color, it'll yep. come out the 19th. So, so find us there. And then uh, if you want to go back through our backlog of all of our 17 episodes of Crafting and Drafting, because we are done for the season, uh, go back and check us out. You know, we're, we're drinking good beers. We're you know, having goofy topics, having great uh, guests on. You know, Matt was on one time with us. Andrew Lenz was on that same show. Um, Chris Chavez, you know, popped on one time. We had Johnny Townsend. So all these great faces and voices from the network um, supporting each other, just getting to know each other a little bit better. Just, I love that show so much. Can't That's wait. Fun. Yeah. It's, but it'll be good to take a break. Yeah, get everything cool down a little bit. Get. Yeah. Again, sometimes you got to step away, take a step back, say two steps forward. So, but all right, everybody, that's a wrap on this week's episode. Like I said, we only have a few more weeks left of season two of uh, our wonderful list making show. I thank you so much for your support as always. And in closing, do you even listen?